Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three Ps, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies, and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. All right, today we are going to talk about the five stages that you can use to drive your profit, all right? So these five stages would be number one, increasing your leads to drive more traffic and get more leads. Stage number two is to improve the effectiveness of your sales process. Stage number three is to increase your sales conversion to get more clients. Number four is to increase your transaction value to get more money. And number five is to add more value by following up, giving more, and when you give more, obviously you receive more too. So stage number one, increasing your leads and driving more traffic will get you more leads. And so it's it's really about your pipeline and keeping your pipeline chugging along. It's almost like a factory. You just want people to come in and you wanna take them through your process. You wanna take them through your ideal client journey, but you gotta get them to line up first to start going through that, that pipeline and that process. So I'm just gonna title this episode now. Usually I title the episode after I listen to it over and am and working on the visual recap. But I'm going to title this the sum of all things, because it's not one thing that makes a difference. It's the sum of all things. So, I mean, this is going to give you like a giant checklist, a giant plan. And the challenge would be to like work on something on this list for an hour a day every week and check it off the list and then move on to something else. This is just an ongoing iterative process of doing all of these things. When you're in business and when you need to market your business, you've got to do things massively. And when you do things massively, you will get those massive returns. Um, but you've got to you know, put the same effort that goes in gives you the results. So if you're not putting much effort in, then you shouldn't be expecting astronomical sales. But if you go all in on your sales and you go massive when it comes to doing everything you can to fill that pipeline and to take clients through that client journey until they buy, then you are going to reap the rewards of having 
massive sales. So increasing your leads, there are you know tons of opportunities. Here are a few. Um, getting active on blog and websites and other communities is just a great opportunity. You know, going outside of social media and going on the websites of major magazines, um, magazines for your niche, and really starting to like be involved there and in the communities of, you know, where your customers are hanging out and being where they are, that is huge. And, you know, that also can happen in social media too. So, you know, there are Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, but that's a little bit more traditional. Um, And that would be number two opportunity, but that number one opportunity of interacting with blogs, websites, if you get a newsletter, you know, making comments about the newsletter in the comment section, you know, putting your hat in the ring and such, because, you know, people are like, oh, that's really interesting. And then they start going, well, who said that? Okay. And then they start looking at you on LinkedIn and then they start finding you. And that's a real cool organic way to position yourself. And that's why that is listed as number one, because it's not what everyone's doing. Number two, okay, social media, because you're there, you might as well do it. But that's kind of where everyone else is doing this tactic, but still do it and keep it active because it's going to be the sum of all things. It's not going to be just doing number one, uh, being active on blog, website, and other communities. And it's not going to be just doing it on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, et cetera. It's going to be doing those two plus all this other stuff. So another way is direct mail. I mean, snail mail is still hot, but take it to another level. Make it memorable. Lumpy mail still works. You know, can you send lumpy mail and what, what's lumpy mail? Well, it's something that's not just a flat piece of paper. It's not just a postcard. It's not just an envelope. There's something tangible in it. And, you know, what's cool about lumpy mail and something sending something tangible in the mail is it's the first thing someone opens because it's like, oh, someone sent me something. What is this? This is kind of exciting. But then usually it's something that, you know, is practical and useful and something that they, you know, will put on their desk and keep. And then then you're top of mind with them every day when they sit down to work. So direct mail is still hot as long as you get different with it, right? Do something that stands out from the crowd. Do not do flat mail. Then um, another opportunity is to leverage media and PR. So um, journalists are hungry, hungry, hungry for um, experts to interview and get sound bites from. Um, and you can even do your own PR because, um, you know, these publications are also starved for content and they've got thin staffs in terms of journalists and writers these days. So, um, you know, well-crafted press releases can get you great PR and printed practically as it's drafted. So media and PR are great opportunities. If you really want to, you know, throw your hat in the media and PR ring, outside of hiring a publicist to do that for you, is this site, um, Help a Reporter Out, Harrow for short, H-A-R-O. And every day, actually twice a day, they send out kind of calls for helping a reporter out. And so reporters use this as like a hub 
to put these notices out to people and experts, and you can register for different, you know, subjects and industries, et cetera. So that is a great opportunity, and there's going to be a ton of opportunities. You'll just need to set aside time when you're actually going to do it. And, you know, those people are also usually on deadline. So, you know, when you see an opportunity that seems like a fit, you got to be ready to respond. Another way to get more leads is uh, referrals. So, you know, I mean, your customers, friends, and peers would make excellent customers for you. So seeking referrals is another great opportunity to get you more traffic and drive more leads. A super tactic with this is, you know, invite a friend day, invite someone to do this with you, but getting them to, you know, have an opportunity to bring someone along is a super way to get that referral going and get that person um, in your realm. Number six would be, um, you know, just picking up the phone, dialing for dollars making some outbound calls. I have like a little thing on my desk and it's just a reminder and it's a cute little card. And it says, who can I reach out to today? And, you know, it challenges me to go back through my contacts. I was going to say Rolodex, but I don't have Rolodex. Uh, But I was grew up in the days of Rolodexes. And I try to pick up the phone um, at least twice a week and connect with people that, you know, kind of was a blast from the past. Maybe someone I haven't talked to in, you know, two or three years and reconnect with them. Number seven would be um, to purchase lists. This is a great opportunity partnering with a like firm. You know, I mean, to be honest, I am partnered with Mike Michalowicz on his next, next book. And that partnership you know, gives me access to reach out to his audience and his list to bring them preview of the content for that next, next book that is all in. And obviously, you know, we have programming around that. Another way would be to do joint ventures and affiliates. So, you know, I guess technically my arrangement with Mike is a joint venture and But you could also do affiliate programs. And this is where, you know, what you offer gives the person who's bringing the prospect to you some sort of commission or affiliate fee. And then number 10, this is coming back and this is exciting. Trade shows and exhibits, getting out literally in front of people. You know, I think trade shows are going to be even hotter um, over the next two years because people just want to get back into it. They, they, I think that they miss it. Sometimes there was maybe a little bit of fatigue that we were hitting on that, but it is back. So, you know, what can you do to be out in front of people in a trade show or exhibit setting? All right, number two, the number two stage, increase the effectiveness of your sales process. So whether you're doing this in person or on the phone, or it's an automated and online process, the secret is to like create more effective and meaningful conversations and engagement with your qualified prospects. So, you know, in person or automated, like how can you personalize it? And you can personalize automated opportunities or doing things online, but just because you're reading other people doing things in a salesy language fashion doesn't mean that you need to to do that. I mean, get different, literally get the book, get different um, and and get different with how you say things. Be authentic. Um, You know, think about the 
the posts that you see on LinkedIn or Instagram and what makes you stop? The ones that make you stop are the ones that just like someone sharing like the truth. And sometimes it's not a pretty truth about things. Um, You know, be authentic, be genuine. That's how you can be more effective in creating meaningful conversations. And that, you know, your sales process should have at least two to four steps. I mean, they say today it takes like 16 touches for someone um, back in my old advertising days, 25 years ago, it used to be six touches, but with the social media and all the different media platforms and channels there are now, I mean, they're saying it's at least 16 touches, but you should have a multi-step process. So if it's a two-step process, you, you need to be tracking the number of contacts made and captured, and then the number of meaningful conversations that you have. And look at that and see like, okay, what do we need to do to make this better? You know, what we've learned from social media and advertising on that platform is A-B testing. So, you know, don't go all in on one thing. When you are, you know, trying to increase the effectiveness of your sales process, you know, have two versions of something. Which one's working better? Okay, this is, B is working better than A. Okay, well then let's keep B, but we need to come up with a new A. And that will give you that iterative, continual improvement opportunity there. Um, If you have a four-step process, then it's going to be the number of contacts made or captured, the number of meaningful conversations, you know, the number of appointments booked or how many opt-ins are you getting, and then the number of appointments held and presentations given. And around those things, you're still connecting, you're still doing things, you're still keeping that prospect hot and engaged through waiting on those different steps to happen. All right. Stage three is to increase your sales conversion. So it's the act of just getting more clients. So, you know, we're taking them through this journey. We're pushing them through the pipeline. And now it is that sales process needs to lead to, you know, clients closed. And these are metrics that you should be tracking. And this is what shows you how to scale your business. You need to you know, figure out, will follow-up help you um, increase your close rate? And then at this stage, you know, it's a great opportunity to start asking for referrals. I mean, referrals should be, you know, in at least three spots in your pipeline stages um, because people are going to be at different points wanting to give referrals. And so that's just something that you constantly need to be asking for throughout the process. And you know, at some stage, delighted customers will finally provide you with referrals. You just need to delight your customers. All right, number four, increase your transaction value to get more money. I mean, this is raise your prices. And you have options outside of raising your prices. So, you know, most of you um, definitely have the opportunity to raise your prices. You should be at 110% to 130% versus your competitors. If you're delighting your customers, if you are doing things better than your competition, then you should price yourself above your competition. This is not apples to apples, it's apples to oranges, all right? And you are the orange and you are far superior to the apples, so your price should reflect 
the fact that you are selling oranges, not apples, all right? Other things you, you can do is you can change your offers and kind of change the pricing structure on things. Um, you could add products and services. You could bundle things differently. You could incorporate some sort of continuity to keep things going. Subscriptions are hot right now. So, you know, I mean, I've talked to several of you about opportunities to um, incorporate subscriptions. And even with retail clients who are, you know, are kind of like destination or in vacation spot retail businesses, you know, someone wants to take something home, but they could start getting that from you every single month or every quarter. So, um, you know, whether it's you, you've got this amazing coffee, just because they had this amazing coffee when they were visiting you on vacation doesn't mean that they can't be brewing that amazing coffee at home via a subscription service or that wonderful candle that you got on Coronado at Crown Meat Sea. You know, you could start getting those on a regular basis because you're not going to find a Coronado scented candle in Poughkeepsie. All right. And then, um, you know, increasing your transaction value means also like reducing or eliminating discounts. Like you don't need to give up the money. You don't need to give up the margin with discounts. Either eliminate them um, ideally or at least reduce them, all right? And it's just also too, you know, different customers are attracted to different things. You really don't want that customer who's who wants a discount. You want that customer who's willing to pay a premium to get the premium service. Those are your ideal customers, hands down. Other ways to increase your transaction value would be to offer up sales. You know, I've seen this a lot where you opt into something, you buy it at, you know, what, what they're selling it for, but then you get this carrot dangled in front of you of like, well, would you like to upgrade? Would you like to be part of the VIP program? And it's like, well, yeah, I want to be a VIP. Um, so, you know, what is your opportunity to upsell people? And then, um, you know, also to downsell. So if you have someone who can't afford it or it's not at the right time to get your, you know, premier standard package, you know, is this a good, really good ideal client prospect that maybe it's worth doing a downsell to? So, you know, while you might not be making $500 off them, you can offer them something for $200. So consider that as well. And then in the fifth stage, our final stage, so this would be adding more value, the follow-up of giving more. And when you give more, you get and receive more. And these are the opportunities to deliver that raving fan, impeccable service to your client. And what does that mean? What are some things that you can do there? Well, it's following up on referrals and converting those referrals. And it's following up on any declines, cancels, and convert those people as well. Everyone wants to be wanted and you just have to put the effort in. And when you put that effort in, you receive more. So, you know, just be kind, keep it going you know, until you've exhausted 16 touches with someone, it's not over. The fat lady hasn't sung. You've got to just keep at it and just keep demonstrating and you will win on a numbers game. You will win because they'll remember you. They'll, you'll win because they'll appreciate how much effort you put into them. All right. And then you want to create follow-up um, 
with maybe more offers that add more value to your client and yourself, ways that you could increase the frequency of purchases, increasing the products and services sold to individuals, increasing your client retention, and increasing your client maybe reactivation, people who left and came back. So there are tons and tons of opportunities. And you know what's really important is tracking the metrics with this. And then when you have those metrics, that gives you a baseline and okay, well, how can we improve this? How can we change our close rate to being 50%? How can we change our close rate to being 75%? You know, everything can be incrementally improved upon and there is just a ton of opportunity here. So um, this should keep you busy. And I hope you guys um, use this as your go-to and commit to really doing this, picking something off the list, focusing on it, sprinting on it for an hour a day each week, and maybe take one week on and one week off in the sprints when you're working on this. But you just got to keep it going. You just got to be committed to it and you will get that increase in your profitability. That's the key, right? Thank you so much. If you would like to connect with a Profit First professional accountant, bookkeeper, or coach, then please go to ProfitFirstNation.com and click on contact. And you definitely, without a doubt, if you're not already getting our resources, you for sure want this resource and go to ProfitFirstNation.com, click on resources where you can access the resource. And then please make sure that you opt in and we can send our visual recaps to you every week when a new episode comes out via email, text, or both. All right, cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friend. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.